Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! Wyatt's words were throttled by a savage kiss, matching the intensity of Roman's thrusts. He reached up and latched onto Roman's shoulders, nails digging into skin, pain mixing with pleasure, mixing with bliss, mixing with primal lust. Nothing mattered. Nothing but the slapping of skin against skin, the union of two men trying to reach their ultimate peaks. Oh, mixing with, mixing with, mixing with, mixing with. It's just, it's like a recipe. It's a veritable melange of experiences. <laughs> Pain with pleasure, with angst, with this, with salt, with sugar, with... <laughs> I love it. It's Should I keep cake. going? No. Should I read more? Let's, let's, um, let's do the podcast. Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I got nothing else to do today. Might as well, might as well. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We certainly do. Also, all the spoilers. So many spoilers. Nothing but spoilers. If you have come here to not know the ending of things, you have come to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to know the ending, if you don't want to know the middle, stop. Just pause this. Go read the book and then come back. Yeah, and then you can yell at us about our opinions as you wash the dishes or drive to work or pick up your kids from the laundromat. I don't know why your kids at the laundromat. That's your business. (laughs) (laughs) But also, I can't know. I mean, you could be at a bail hearing for all I know, listening to us and telling us things. We're just going to keep on going because we can't hear you. (laughs) But there are places where you can talk at us where sometimes we do respond. One of those places is our Patreon. Neil, where can they find us? Patreon.com slash FMKLitPod. There's a link in the description and you can follow that or type in the whole URL. It's hard to find us on Patreon because we say dirty words. Dirty, dirty words. And of course, a thank you to our current patrons and our newest one, Nina. Thank you so (gasps) much for joining us at the Lovers level. Uh, We appreciate all of our patrons, of course, and, uh, you know, not just the ones who are our family, but the other ones as well. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't do this without you, and we're happy to have you on board. We are planning for more Patreon special things to be coming your way. Lots more movie reviews, a little more side hustle things, lots of things that we think you guys are really going to like. Yeah, and then also, it's at the lowest level, right, that you get extended episodes that includes Christine's notes. Um, We haven't talked about this in a while. Christine does not read the the books. She reacts to us talking about the books in real time and takes copious and hilarious notes. And so she reads them to us uh, in our extended episodes, and they are funny. And then we go on tangents, usually about movies or eggs. I think it's actually at our... $5 $5 level, which is our second lowest level that you get the extended episode. Oh, okay. But I don't, Great. We're stingy, what do I know? We're stingy I just bitches. Work here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I picked some books. 
You did. You picked some books. And what was the theme? The theme was heists. Heists. My sister texted me right away. And she said, I was screaming heists from the second, the second the titles were named. Why did you say heists? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's, Just that's another fun game. As, as when we aren't good at Christine Guess, you can <laughs> yell at us and feel superior. <laughs> Anyway, but what were the titles? What did we read? We read Against the Dark Undercover Associates Book One by Carolyn Crane and The Sunset Job Rainbow Seven Book One by Max Walker. Ooh. Ooh. And spoilers, spoilers, one of these has a cliffy and I was not prepared for it. I I could feel it coming. So I was I was prepared. I was oh, okay. I was prepared for it to happen. And honestly, this is the first time not mad about it <laughs> it's a good one it is a good one it is a good it's one. a good one okay shall we get into it uh sure but neil yes before we do uh-huh what has got you hot and bothered? oh my god we're doing this all out of order aren't we <laughs> no we're doing it in order we're doing fine <laughs> <laughs> goodness gracious me okay so what has got me hot and bothered last night i mean you 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 may notice my voice is a little a little ragged. I was out too late last night. Um, but a friend and I went and saw Billy Porter perform. Um, his first uh, pop album is coming out, and so he's doing a tour. And girl, Miss Billy Dunn took us to church. Ooh. It was amazing. And I jokingly was like, I expect there to be at least five costume changes. There were five costume changes. Um, and it was there at, I was, because it was at like a theater as opposed to a concert venue. I was expecting more of a like cabaret style thing, but it was definitely like a concert. And it like took me a little while to, the two bottles of wine helped not just to myself. I split my two of my friends and I had shared a couple bottles of wine. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, the crowd work was really great. And it was a lot of sort of like touching on different moments in his career. And there were definitely moments where it was like, society's fucked up. We got to do something about it. He's like, y'all better vote. Um, I was introduced to an amazing new phrase. Queenglish. Queenglish. Which is gay male English. Queenglish. Nice. And he's like, now there's some Quinglish going on, and I don't got to explain to you that bitch is a term of endearment, do I? You all know that, right? And we're like, yes, bitch. Anyway, it was an amazing show. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, a couple of the songs on the upcoming album, the the ones that he did were just like so much fun. And it was just like such a lovely experience. And then, like what really got me, because apparently uh, he lived in San Francisco for a while. So he took a moment to like thank um, Harvey Milk and Sylvester. And then also he was like, and I would be remiss if I didn't like also acknowledge that you all lost an icon recently. And I talked about this on the Patreon, but like a local drag icon, Hecalina, passed away recently, like very young. I think she was like 40 or uh, 53. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like very sudden, very shocking. Um, so, so Billy Porter was like, and I, I'd love to take a, a moment of silence for Hecklina and like her picture showed up on the projections and everybody sort of cheered. <laughs> and then Billy Porter was like, I said a moment of silence, bitches. <laughs> 
and then and then uh, the crowded theater like i had not seen that theater that crowded in a very long time completely silent mm. and it was just it was very lovely it was a really lovely evening i had so much fun and then because it was um uh cinco de mayo we went out and had margaritas after <laughs> Yay! Yay! So that was my evening, and it was just absolutely wonderful. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to go see more concerts. So that was me. Claire, Claire, if it is something sad, I swear to you, I am going to scream. But what has got you hot and bothered? I just want to celebrate our writers and friends who are out on the picket lines this week. Great. Great, great, great. The WGA is out there fighting for their souls, for our souls, for better wages, for all kinds of things. Uh, let's just give them praise. Like, click on all of the news articles that is about the WGA. Like, just, you know, like praise them for their signs. Like, if uh, it is, of course, up to every union that works on these productions, like, uh, that is not the WGA, to decide in yourself, in, in these individuals, if you are going to cross that picket line. But you know what? Anything to end this strike faster to get us through because this is for everybody. Solidarity. Awesome. I'm so excited. Like, this is, it's good. It's a good thing. Good. Also, I, as soon as I heard it officially announced, I was like, Claire very specifically was like, oh, they're saying it's never going to happen, which means, of course, it's going to (laughs) happen. Yes, I did say that. <laughs> Are you a witch? I'm a witch. Burn me, oh, burn I'm me, a witch. <laughs> and while I am hot and bothered, so I must be a witch. <laughs> or it's the change. <gasps> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Christine is mad at me. I mean, goodness. I don't want to fuck around with that change. <laughs> Although I am I am looking forward to the moment after the change is over. <laughs> yeah, fair, 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 fair. Anyway. Should we talk about some it. books? Let's talk about these books. <laughs> Against the Dark, Undercover Associates, Book One by Carolyn Crane. Action-packed, sexy, and lots of fun. Definitely recommend this one. Smexy books. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta I gotta look at that website now. Um, playing the fake girlfriend of an arrogant secret agent, Cole Hawkins, is the last thing Angel wants to do, but she can handle anything for a weekend, right? Angel left the safe-cracking game five years ago, and she's worked hard to build an honest life. But when beloved aunt, but when a beloved aunt is kidnapped, she must reunite with her girl jewel thief gang and get the unique ransom, a psycho's prize diamonds. It's a simple job that turns into a nightmare thanks to a surprisingly clever and searingly sexy security guard named Cole Hawkins, a man who might be more than he seems. Cole is stunned when he catches Angel cracking the man's supposedly uncrackable safe. She's just what he needs, so he blackmails her into posing as his fiance. He can't worry that she hates him and certainly shouldn't worry about her safety. She's just some criminal, right? But the further they fall into 
uh, Borgala's, is that how his name is said? Anyway, uh, Borgala's web, the more he realizes he was wrong about Angel, and the more real these fake kisses start to feel. Quote, fun, uh, fast, sexy, Angel and Cole have great chemistry before, during, and after the two get down and dirty. Dear author, this guy is hot, 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 with a quick mind and a dirty mouth, yummy men, and kick-ass chicks. This is a steamy standalone from the world of Undercover Associates. Oh, God, that was the whole thing was so awkwardly written. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially hated she must reunite with her girl jewel thief gang to get the unique ransom a psycho's prized diamonds. Anyway, Neil, is that exactly what happened <laughs> in this book? <laughs> okay. The premise of this book is the best. And I sat down and I read the first quarter of this book in one sitting. And I'm like, I'm so excited. This is so much fun. And then I picked it up the next day and it stopped being fun. And it continued (laughs) to not be fun for the rest of the book. Okay. So Angel uh, is a former jewel thief. Um, she and her two best friends that grew up together started a girl thieving gang. And I'm just like, they're the best. That's such a fabulous idea. It's so amazing. I just, I want to watch a TV series about them. That's all Um, I want. I also love their names because it's Angel, Maisie, and White Jenny. White Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) And they they said it every time. Every time. White Jenny. And I'm like, fuck yeah, White Jenny. And she's, she's like, you know, tall. I mean, they're all beautiful, but she definitely seemed like plain. (laughs) And just, the exact type of girl you would imagine being called White Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> so Angel's been out of the game for like five years. She's gone straight. She's an interior designer. And of course she misses it, but she's like, you know, it was getting too hot. My, I disappointed my family. I need to like get my act together, et cetera, et cetera. But we begin with, she's back in it because someone in the girl gang's aunt, who was like a second mom for Angel, has been kidnapped by this gang. And they say, we want not just jewels, but this specific crime lord, Borgola's diamonds. Yeah. And so they're infiltrating his villa to get the jewels. They they are able to break in. Things go pear-shaped. Angel gets cut. She leaves some blood behind, you know. Yeah, but it's also like it's um, it's like sex orgy night at the gang club. Like all the ladies who come know for a fact, like like they're all paid to be there, and it's pretty much just like you're on offer for whoever wants whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're posing as prostitutes for the night. Yeah. Um, she's even put on a big pair of fake tits and done her hair different and everything. <laughs> but even meanwhile, that, Cole, the security guard, we have Cole who is part of a secret organization called the, the association. And essentially like 
they're you know the the black ops not sanctioned by any government but still get shit done kind of thing they go in they clean up they like go undercover for months and months and months to like nail the crime boss and they give all the credit to the fbi or cia or whomever He's there because uh, he knows that Borgola is importing kids that were told that they were getting scholarships at at schools in the U.S., but they're going to be brought in for sex trafficking. They are all minors, and that is obviously a terrible thing. So Cole's like, I got to do it for these kids. Yeah, but it's not just like sex trafficking. It is snuff films. Yes. Like all of these kids are going to die in horrible ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because Borgola is a good villain and that he's an absolute monster and, like, derives joy from other people's pain and death. And um, so then Cole is trying to figure out where to find the right information to know, like, what ship it is so that he can rescue these kids to get back to his agency or whatever. And so... He so we have two two morally gray good guys who don't know each other are there, which is a trope that I love. And like, there's a point where they're working against each other, and then they work together. They realize that they want to achieve the same thing. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a great trope. I love it. Um, so at the beginning, he and Angel clock each other, and there's this really fun moment where she goes up to talk to him because she's like, he doesn't really quite fit in with everyone else. I need to figure out what his deal is because also the way he's looking at us, like, I think he might know that we don't belong here. So I'm going to go figure it out. She goes to talk to him and then he's like, they chat a little bit and then he basically goes in to kiss her and she's like, I know my girls are watching and we have a symbol or a sign that if I do it, they'll come rescue me. But also this guy's really fucking hot and he's a really good (laughs) kisser. And it's like, it's totally for the information like it's totally fine it's totally it's I just you know whatever um and then they pull apart and he has taken her gun that she had hidden on her body and she's like fucking what yeah and then he also took her uh safe cracking uh device that sort of looked i, I got the impression that it looked like an mp3 player um and he's like what the fuck is this for and she's like oh some of the johns like to like listen to music while they fuck me and I let them pick the song or whatever. He's like, that's weird. Okay, here you go. And she's like, okay, thanks. Bye. Anyway, so they're both like thinking about the other one. And then um, the the girl gang breaks into the safe and they, they run off with the diamonds. He, but then they find some of uh, Angel's blood in the wallpaper and he's like, oh my God. I know there's another secret safe and that's where he's keeping this paperwork. And now that this safe has been blown open, he's going to have to put the diamonds in there. So I need to get those diamonds, put a tracker in the bag. So then I know where this other safe is and I can track down this burglar who can crack open the other safe. Great. And like, I was like, this is such a good idea. This is, it was so much yeah. fun. So he, way good he, idea. he like had the association fake the DNA and like showed up with some dead guy's hands. It's like, oh yeah, it's this Swiss cat burglar or whatever. Meanwhile, he tracked it. He's like, I'm going to track this person down. I'm going to figure out what's going on. I'm like, this is such a good premise. I'm so excited. I need to go to bed, book clothes, cozy up. Mm, I love a good heist. Mm. <laughs> okay. This is where it all goes downhill. 
I know, so, and it's so early in the I book. know. It's literally like 25%. So the next scene is, um, <laughs> there's a lot of client work going on with Angel. We see a lot of Angel with one of her clients. <laughs> and, and she's an interior designer, so it's just, it's fine. I, we didn't need any of it. We didn't we need any easily... of it unless it had paid off better. Like, her skills as an interior designer allowed them to, like, do something later, but that's not what happened. Anyway, but I, it was, like, on the one hand, it was to show that she actually is passionate about this, that she actually has made the effort to, like, establish a new life for herself. It was just way too much. It was way yeah. too much. I appreciated the moment where she's like, oh, I'm going to show my client these three, you know, tile samples. I know she's going to pick B, but I'm going to show the other ones and like, it'll be fine. And the client's like, I like B. And Angel in her head is like, I fucking knew it because <laughs> I'm good at this. So she goes home and immediately she's like, something is wrong. Cole is inside of her condo and is basically like okay, you're mine now. Do this thing for me. Like, he doesn't even, he doesn't even ask her. He doesn't even ask, like, hey, I bet you hate this guy. Uh, do you want to help me fuck him over even more? And, you know, and then we'll both be better off kind of thing. He doesn't even try. He immediately is like, oh, yeah, I intercepted the diamonds, so you got to do what I say or that aunt friend of yours is going to get murdered by that gang. They still have her, so you got to do what I say now. Uh, and then she's like, I don't, what are you? And then there's, he's like physical with her, and he like is basically just like, this is what's going to happen. And we find out, so his his speciality is like, logistics and he can like f see the pattern in things and basically it's like oh i'm really good at noticing stuff but she still tricked me like i thought she was a sex worker i even felt sorry for her and she tricked me so now i'm gonna take it out on her because of my fragile male ego like i'm gonna throw a tantrum yeah, about this now like, it doesn't really matter because she's a criminal and i'm like Ugh. and and the whole time i was like you are a criminal yeah, like, the whole the whole book is just like, oh well, it doesn't matter. But also, I kill people if I have to for the greater good. I'm like, fuck off, guy. Yeah, and and you need her. Like, they're like, I didn't need him to be nice. I'm not gonna say that. Like, I was totally up for him being gruff and him still blackmailing her. I'm still sure. totally actually okay with that. Like, because he can't, he doesn't know if he can trust her. And he's because, found out all this information, so fine. What could have been what could have been perfectly fine too is if he was like, "Hey, I need your help." And she's like, "No, fuck you, I'm done." Like I only did that that because it was a personal favor. This is all too my life is too important to me. I'm not gonna do it. And then he's like, "Okay, I did ask nicely, so here's the blackmail." Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I would have been down for that. I also thought like at any moment she could have said, actually, there's another safe cracker. I was just like on for the night because she was off. Like, <laughs> you can... Yeah, but they knew it was be he knew it was that certain type of safe that she's yeah, one of no. like three people in the world that can crack. No, for sure. I well, he didn't actually know that yet. 
He found that out later. Like, he just wanted her because he knew she had broken in. Later, when she's breaking into the safe, um, she uses this technique. And he's like, oh, how did you know to do that? And he's like, oh, I trained under, you know, this guy who invented safes. And he's like, and in his mind, he's like, oh, holy shit. No, she's an elite. Like, I was just thinking she was a regular safe cracker. She's an elite safe cracker. God. So he didn't even know that till later. Uh, so dumb anyway so then the plan is that he's going to uh bring her onto the compound disguised as his girlfriend and then they like the diamonds are in this secret safe they're gonna figure it out blah 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 which, which is again still a premise i like i still yeah fun. it was great i was excited about that um but the, the another another thing too like on the subject of cole is like yeah i wanted there to be animosity between them but like it was the same, like, alpha asshole bullshit we always see. Like, it started, like, when we were first in Cole's head, it was just, he was, like, very analytical, very, like, and I was like, oh, so we're we going to see he's a different type of person? No, it was the exact, like, like, I thought it would have been so much more interesting if he was, like, instead of being like, oh, you're going to do what I fucking say, that he was, like, cold and unfeeling. Because yeah. he's so analytical, whatever. Um, also, there, like, she, there were times, like, she she was like, oh, what do you need to find? Like, why am I doing this for you? And he, and he would either ignore her, berate her, or completely, like, change the subject. Yeah. And I'm like, she's a human being. Well, he doesn't think she's a human being because she has committed crimes. So, obviously, right. she's not a real person. But, it's like, she's a human being. You could you could go up to almost anyone and say, hey, you have skills. Can you help me rescue a shipping container full of children from being raped and murdered? And yeah, there seemed to be Most no people reason. will say yes. It wasn't until, like, 75% into the book that he's like, oh, I'm worried that if I tell her about it and we get caught that she'll that she'll break under under torture and the whole thing will be for nothing so it's like okay well then why did you just be like you gotta trust me listen it's not safe it's better if you don't know anything like that yeah you not, know it's I'm the smartest guy ever and you're i'm the smartest guy it. ever and then like the really interesting dynamic of yes i am black blackmailing you but also you need to trust me on something yeah can be done really well but no he was just a fucking asshole i know and it's perfectly acceptable to say something like no i am blackmailing you because i don't know you the only thing i know about you is you are a criminal yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah i'm using blackmail yeah even if it's just like listen i can't tell you the details this is going to save a lot of lives i've worked too hard for this i've had to put up with borgola for months now i'm not letting go i'm not tapping out of this like it means too much to me you're just gonna have to trust any of that anything the other and when thing it... i genuinely don't get is when she's just like oh and then we get to keep the diamonds and he's like no you don't get to keep the diamonds and i'm like why not it's just between criminals yeah these, right all these diamonds are just like going back and forth between different gangs it would like you already know that this woman has invested her life in like a legit business because you did the research just fucking let her take the diamonds what is the big deal uh, anyway, god anyway so then the, we we spend more time with Borgola, the crime boss, and he's a fucking monster. But then there is a scene I did appreciate. There's a scene like where there where Cole and Angel 
were invited to dinner with Borgola and two of his ladies of the evening. And we see like the, the girls drinks were drinks were like three times as strong because Borgola likes people to be incapacitated and like for him to be in total control. And we see Cole sort of like, he like switches out their drinks so that she's not drinking the super strong drink the whole time. And he like, there's a part where it's like topless volleyball in the pool or whatever and and like Cole's able to steer things so that so that Angel um you know doesn't have to be a sex object for this Borgola guy and then immediately after that um they go back to their room and Cole realizes that it's been bugged and there's a camera and uh Angel's all ready to go and he's like oh what do I do about this well maybe I'll start having sex with her in front of the camera that she doesn't know about and right. then I'll finish banging her in the bathroom yeah and I'm like you fucking asshole so then then I will say this the sex scene in the bathroom was was well done that was fun and then they're showering after and they're they're just like chatting in the shower after sex and then it says he grabs her shoulders and apropos of nothing is like there was a camera in the room the room is bugged and she's like fucking what <laughs> and of course she's mad because she just was like tricked into performing a sex act in front of a recording device without prior consent. Right. And all I'd have to do is say like, is tell her like, FYI, there's a camera in the room and I know he's going to be watching us. We need to do some kind of sex act, even if it's fake. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when she's getting mad, he's like, well, it's not like you got naked or anything. Like you, you did take her tits out, but sure, you can decide what she gets to be upset about. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's such fine. an asshole. Um. So then, they break into the safe. Um, and there's this really dumb moment. It stuck out, and I'm like, obviously, this is going to play into things later. That like, um. Uh, uh, Angel's hair was in a ponytail and the ponytail got caught between a couple boxes in the safe and I'm like that's a stupid weird detail to add sure whatever and then we find out and then they have a bit of a falling out we find out later she had these like beads decorative beads in her hair and Borgola had commented on them and she's like uh -huh. oh one of them is lost it might be in the safe if they see it, they'll know it was me. We can't leave yet. Like they needed to sort of like find a natural place that they could leave. So it's a whole thing. And she's like, I got to go back. So she goes back by herself and she was like, there was one point where he had to pick a lock for her. And she's like, yeah, no, I did it like three times faster without him. This is fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she gets into the safe uh, she grabs her beat and then of course Borgola and all of his men are there and they're basically like, okay, great. We're going to tie you up and we're going to like torture you and fuck you to death. And we're going to film it. It's going to be terrible. Blah, blah, blah. But um, what I liked is that they think she's part of the association. Yeah. That he was like, that I was know that the association. Oh, and then this is where we find out that there's a mole in the association. And it's like, oh, I knew that so and I knew you were coming, and that so and so, like the head of the association, is like gonna be, you know, feels this way, and blah blah blah. And I know all this information that I shouldn't know about the secret organization. Um, 
And so she's like, okay. And she's very cool, calm, collected. And obviously she's scared, but she's like, okay, I'm just going to like roll with this and just sort of like see what I can see and wait for my moment, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think it was, yeah. And then Cole shows up and he starts firing and Bergolt was standing next to Angel and she's tied up and she slams her forehead into his face and knocks him the fuck out. I was like, good job girl yeah oh it was good yeah so then they like break out together and i'm like uh, he gets shot in the process and it's like okay sure this is fun this is exciting they they are able to like swap out vehicles they meet up with someone else from the association mcmillan um who's very like also just like i'm very hoity-toity and i don't care what other people think because i'm better than everyone (laughs) Um, and then they're like concerned about the mole. It's fine. It's fine. And then we have some really weird moments, uh, like one where they're sort of chatting because, of course, at this point, Angel and Cole are like, "Oh fuck, I'm into him," or "I'm into her." Just, she's like, "I'm into him," despite the fact that he uh, hasn't told me anything about his life or what we're doing and all of that. And he's like, "Fuck, I'm into her," even though she's not a human being because she's committed crimes. And I have, but it was for different reasons. So I'm exempt from my own rules. It's fine. Um, So then at one point she's like, oh, are you upset about the mole? And like figuring, and he like, he and McMillan have conversations about this mole in front of her. He talks to her about it a little bit. And at one point she's like, oh, are you upset about the mole? And like trying to figure out who who it is. And he's like, shut up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (sighs) Dude, what? And then, okay, I'm going to read a passage now. Because at one point, he's like, you're perfect. And she's like, I'm not. And he's like, no, of course you are. And then, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to read this. Yeah, okay. So he grabs her. Um, and uh, she struck at his bad shoulder, not quite at the wound, but that was coming next. Fuck you, let go. No, fuck you, he said. Fuck you for trashing on yourself when you're a warrior and amazing and beautiful. Let me go. He hauled her up, hauled them both up to the mirror with strength that surprised him. He held her wrists with one hand and her hair with the other. He shouldn't be using that arm. He might tear his stitches, but he was beyond caring. He couldn't let her think this. It was messed up. You listen, he said. I didn't go in there and fuck everything up to rescue somebody who isn't beautiful and good and brave that's not how this works you're not seeing right so it's it's you know it's that super romantic like oh my god you don't see how beautiful you are but i do moment it's super romantic except it involved physical force and then it it felt it felt like it wasn't like about her not seeing how great she is it felt like he had to prove it because otherwise that meant that he was wrong and that was unacceptable when i read it what I read is, um, so that is how Charles Manson got women into his cult. He would put them in front of a mirror and he would tell them what he saw and make them believe what he was seeing. Uh, and then he would also make sure like they understood that that emotion that was coming from them was about him. Like... That so they'd be grateful for like finally somebody is recognizing the beauty in me uh, by forcing me 
violently to look at it. And I was like, oh, that's cute. I'm, I could see, okay, uh, you know, I'm all for a BDSM moment as long as we're all consenty and there's a, you know, everybody likey, not just like, but that's not what this was. No. Yeah. Because later when they're having sex, we find out that she likes to get her hair pulled. And he's like, oh, I have this urge to kind of do this. Oh, she seems to like it. We'll get into it more. Um, and then later, later there's, there's a point where she's like, oh, you should pull my hair and fuck me. And he's like, no, I get to decide the, the pace of our sex life, essentially. And like, what is going on, bro? Anyway. But yeah, it's like we, we know that in certain situations, she likes a little, you know, a little pulling on the hair. And she likes things a little rough. And that's fine. But that's not what this is at all. Like, she's ready to, like punch him in a bullet wound to let go of her but he's yeah. like you're wrong you don't see what i see you're just so beautiful and again it's like do you think i would go through the trouble of someone who wasn't beautiful you need to agree with me because otherwise i'm wrong and that's not acceptable right it's, i oh, can't be wrong it was so awful anyway so then they order a pizza <laughs> And this part was good because they were like, oh, I, like, it's only a matter of time before Bergola tries to f- hunt us down. Um, so we need to be suspicious of everything. And they order a pizza with no mushrooms because uh, Angel doesn't like mushrooms. And then the pizza comes and it does have mushrooms. She's like, oh, this is obnoxious. And I, I feel her, girl. Like, if you're not in the mood for mushrooms because mushrooms are chopped up small. So she's just, like, sort of picking away, very fastidiously picking all the mushrooms. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Cole has eaten four slices of pizza in the time it took her to take the mushrooms off of two, one or two. And then he's like, pizza. And she's like, what? It turned out they had drugged the pizza. And he's like, I... <laughs> I Jewish pizza. She's like, fuck, should I pretend like I'm drugged? And he's like, no, do that. We gotta do this other stuff. So then she's like hauling his drugged ass around. There's one point he throws himself over an awning to like, to not, to tackle someone. I'm like, okay, this is fun. This is a good job. And then like, there's a car chase. They pick him up, blah, blah, blah. They're able to get away. And then um, they kill Borgola. I forget how or who gets to do it, but it was it was satisfying. Um, and then we find out that the mole in the association was just some admin that we never met. Yeah. Yeah. Unimportant. Totally unimportant. Not a big deal. I mean, I totally would have been fine because it's a series. If like, that's like, we have to go on the run for a little bit. We, you know, you and I are going to be sexy in a cabin somewhere. We're going to let the next people deal with it. Epilogue. Next people in the next romance. Talk right? about the mole. And then it's like, yeah, that's fine. That's a good reason for yeah, they're gonna be reading. Fine. But knowing that, you know, this particular romance is over. Yeah. And so then in the epilogue, she has joined the association. She's an agent. And they always talk about how everyone in the association has a special skill on top of, you know, like knowing how to use weapons and and all of that. And so his is like logistics. Someone else is like math or something. I don't know. And then her special skill, the only woman in the association that we ever hear about, her special skill is interior design. I was like, oh, okay, cute. That's super cute. Anyway, it, uh, I, I'm so mad. 
because the first quarter of this book was so much fun and I was so excited about it. And then he became such a garbage person. I mean, I I was Ugh. looking forward in to a way that's boring and uninteresting because every yeah. single romance novel he's like they're like that. It's just like why? Listen, I understand like oh that's what we're into. Blah blah blah. Try something new. Any authors, writers, please try something new. Anything new. Anything. Also, like I'm I am down for him being a dick at the top as long as like she teaches him not to be a dick. Yes. And like he chills the fuck out and learns yes. lessons. And like those are actionable lessons we see happening. Right. And I don't want just to, like, it's sure, she's got body issue problems, self esteem, blah, blah, blah. It's boring. It's bad writing, whatever. That's your crutch. You've decided to use it. But why not have that like over the course of their romance? I know it's only a fucking weekend, but over the course of it, she blossoms and blooms and enjoys his company. Because the but stuff no, no, is... no. We have to have her violently thrust against a mirror and be told, get over yourself right now. Yeah, because the self-esteem issues were literally just for that moment. They were not yeah. important in any other moment in the book. No. Ugh. Anyway... I want, and I liked Angel. She was a badass. Yeah, she was. Um, And then also, like, her self-esteem issues were, like, normal self-esteem issues that people have. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, you know, because, you know, some of the women we read in our other books, it's just like, oh, my God, I'm so unattractive, even though I have a teensy waist, giant tits, and red hair. I don't understand men. I don't understand anything. I'm gross and stupid and dumb. No, it wasn't that. She was just like... I've made really bad choices in my life and like I'm having to deal with the consequences of that and like does this mean that I'm a bad person or did I just make bad choices and like it's stuff that she's going to be working on herself for the rest of her life because it's like foundational to her being and like reconciling that and like that's interesting and that's a normal thing for people to go through but he's like fucking get over it and then we never hear about her self-esteem issues ever again because now all of a sudden she can do interior design as a secret agent or whatever and then oh god even though they obviously need a safe cracker yeah but that's not what that wasn't the important part the important part was that she could do interior design in criminals homes Honestly, and the thing is, like, you can do safe cracking as a profession. Yeah. Like, you can just legitimately do that. Mm-hmm. People pay, and it's not, and that's not just straight up locksmithing. Like, they will pay a shit ton of money for you to crack a safe. Yep. <sighs> Whatever, it's fine. That was Against the Dark Undercover Associates, book one by Carolyn Crane. The Sunset Job, The Rainbow Seven, Book One by Max Walker. This one's a little long, so just be prepared. Wyatt Hernandez is working a dead-end tech job at the Miami Science Museum, struggling to support himself and his sister. An expulsion from Yale University made him largely unemployable and left him uninspired and utterly lost. Roman Ashford is working different jobs and raking in the cash, but one job promises the biggest reward yet. In order to complete it, he has to assemble a crew, the Rainbows Seven. Roman is at six out of the seven when he goes to Wyatt for help, knowing how skilled the freckled-faced man is behind the computer. He explains it's a heist that would have them traveling the world, promising riches beyond belief, if they succeed. 
It might have been an easy choice for Wyatt if only Roman hadn't been the primary reason behind his expulsion, along with being his first and only love. Things grow more complicated when a rival group shows that they'll stop at nothing to finish the heist first. Suddenly, more than the success of the job is on the line. The crew will be put through a series of harrowing tests, and so will Roman and Wyatt's second chance at a happily ever after. The Sunset Job is the first book in the Rainbow Seven duology. It's a full-length queer heist romance that should be read in order. Claire. <laughs> Do not read this shit out of order. <laughs> right? I almost picked the second one because it has heist in the title. But then I saw, but then I like read the two. I'm like, oh, this is a direct, so we'll just do the first. Anyway, Claire, that's what the book says this is about. What is this book about? Um, I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. That's not wrong. I mean, man, for a book I enjoyed as much as I did, that is a really boring summary. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just say, like, one of the best parts about this particular book was there was an element of camp to it yes <laughs> yes yes yep like, um it's silly and it knows it and it's not ashamed of its silliness and it thrives in its silliness is rainbows seven a dumb name yes is it queer as hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate it, but love it. I'm like, this is so dumb and I love it. <laughs> um, and that was just sort of the feeling I got throughout this, which was, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. So yeah. So Wyatt is working. It's not, I don't want to call it a dead end tech job. He's working a normal job at the Miami science museum. Uh, as like their tech help support guy, I guess. And was he? I got more service. the sense. Yeah, he was like their front, one of their front desk people. Right, and then like he's a front desk info information person, but also does tech support. It's not the best museum. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's a science museum in Florida. I'm sure it's very small and gets zero visitors. I mean. I went ahead and put it in my mind the, the 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 science academy in Golden Gate Park. Like I just put it there, and like I've had tons of friends work there, and who've had kind of a similar experience where one day you're working the butterfly exhibit, the next day you have to help the emails. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to help the emails. <laughs> so anyway, he's uh, he's working this job dealing with customers. A woman comes up. She wants some. She's throwing around a Beyonce like hint that she's you know maybe Beyonce's in town and gonna film something here she's gotta talk to like the event coordinator why it's like yeah she's over there and um but the woman seems to run away when presented with the actual event coordinator and why it's like what the fuck's going on here and then shit goes down <laughs> like a gang comes in and this is like a mob gang type of like then they've got guns and they're shooting and i didn't know what they were shooting at another gang comes in and this is roman roman ashford comes in and he's part of a different gang and there's more shooting i don't know why there was shooting there was no real reason for shooting guess what doesn't fucking matter most of the time there's no reason for shooting but we gotta have shootouts <laughs> And you exciting. know what? Fuck yeah. I'm down. Let's do this thing. 
Um, in the midst of this, Roman and Wyatt are like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Like, and, and Wyatt's like, yeah, I dumped your ass. Like, what are you doing here in the middle of a shootout in a science museum? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and Roman is like, oh, hey, do you want to help me with this thing? <laughs> it's like, fuck off. What? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> and, it is, and that is fucking hilarious. And Roman's just like, oh. Oh, okay. And like, this is the point in the book where if this were the other book, he would have just grabbed Wyatt up and ran him to the helicopter and kidnapped uh-huh. him off. No, not Roman. Roman's like, okay, I guess that didn't work. Oh, well. <laughs> he and the other six, cause, or the other five, because right yeah. now there are only five of them. They are not the Ro- Rainbow Seven yet. <laughs> there are six of them all together. They go and fly off in a helicopter, and Wyatt goes home, and he's just like, man, today was rough. His sister is like, yeah, I saw in the news there was a goddamn shootout there. He's like, oh, that too. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's actually having some really pretty, like, he's having a deep, heavy tra- trauma response. Like, he saw people die in front of him today. Oh, he's, yeah, he's dissociating as yeah, fuck. Yeah, he's having a re- he's having a genuinely bad time. And he's like, I'm just gonna close my eyes so I don't like see the horrors anymore. And he's like, Oh no, that's worse. That's worse. Now I see the horrors more. <laughs> Yes, um, I that moment was great, and I I highlighted it as like a really good example of finding a way, a new way to say a very common phrase or a very common thing, which is when he closed his eyes, he could see them better. But it was like he closed his eyes, and it was like his eyelids became screens that the images were projected upon. Uh huh. And I'm like, ooh, that was fun. Good job, good job, yeah. Max Walker. Yeah. Um. And so. <laughs> And then we see here, like, he's just, he wants to protect his sister. Because like, their parents not, died when they were yeah, relatively young. They're so not he's, doing great financially. Yeah. And um, at one point, Wyatt was going to prestigious Yale University, but then something happened with Roman, and it was real bad, and Wyatt's the one who took the hit for it and got kicked out. So he's now, like just struggling and trying to get by and doing some of his coding on the side. Um, and he's decided a long time ago, he's not going to do any black hat stuff that he knows Roman is into. So, and that's kind of as much as we know, there's a knock on the door. Gunmen have shown up. Uh, Wyatt runs and protects his sister. He's like, stay in this room. Do not come out of here. And they kidnap Wyatt. So now Roman and team have to come to Wyatt's rescue. Uh, We do find out from Roman that they were at the science museum because there was a book there, like some old book, which turns out to not have been old at all. It was just a book. It was like from the 90s or something. Yeah, old from the 90s, which is, I'm just going to say it, uh, that it just felt so great to be in this this book it was like you know what it's old from the 90s and it was like fuck okay yeah you know what sure whatever (laughs) (sighs) again like all part of the camp Uh all part of the silliness and so like i was all for it and uh so he was good they were gonna try to get this book from the science museum but also he found out that wyatt was working there 
and he wants Wyatt to help them decode this thing. Like, the book is full of codes. They need Wyatt. And, and you know, now that now he's got an opportunity to save Wyatt because he's been kidnapped. There's more shootout stuff. <laughs> like, we never return to the moment where he's kidnapped by the bad guys who are um, another gang called the Pride. And not because they're gay. That's more about lions. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's all part of the camp. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I just imagined a bunch of like bear looking dudes all wearing like necklaces with, you know, like with the lion's claw on them. And they're like, oh, that's the pride. And just like, oh, my God, everybody's so gay. It's great. <laughs> everybody's so gay. Anyway, so... We never really returned to this kidnapping thing that happened to Wyatt. Like, that doesn't have any residual effects on him. Like, there's no question about, like, wait, they never stop and question, wait, how did they know Wyatt would be useful? <laughs> I don't know. Like, and that seems like that would have been the moment where Roman would have thought, uh, there might be a mole in mm. the gang. But he doesn't say that now. He says that way later after another job goes wrong. Like, mm -hmm. he doesn't say that now, even though that seems like that would be the clear thing. Who the hell would know that Wyatt would be important? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so now we get to meet all of the, the our different, like, members of this gang. And there is Doc, who is, uh, who is the, the group's doctor. She patches them up. There's Bang Bang, who provides the guns. <laughs> There's Mustang, who's the getaway driver. Mimic, who uh, who who does all of the getting into like uh, disguises and does disguise work. She is the one who came into the museum and was like, "Oh, Bay wants to shoot here. You know what I mean?" And then she was trying to get the book ahead of time, and it didn't work out. And then there's Phantom, who's like their cat burglar. Um, Roman doesn't have a nickname because Roman is the coolest name ever is exactly yeah. what they say in the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they start, and then Roman starts calling Wyatt salt shaker. And I think that was because he's salty. <laughs> no, it was because it was from when they knew each other in like high school. And when, um, Wyatt gets nervous, his shoulders shake. Oh. But it's really, it's really small. Like it's more like a, not quite a twitch, but like it's a very small gesture that most people don't notice, but Roman could. So he started calling him salt shaker because he like would shake so much when he was nervous. Ah, and then they, sh and then, and then at one point, <laughs> why it's like salt shaker is a stupid nickname. I want a better nickname. And Roman's like, what about salt? And why it's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And now he's called salt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, everybody God. else has nicknames that have to do with their jobs, but Salt, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, he and, like, Roman and Wyatt talk out, like, what happened between the two of them. Uh, there's just, so what had happened was Roman was getting a really bad grades. He was going to lose his scholarship. Wyatt was always a tech guy, and he asked Wyatt to hack into the system and change his grades. Wyatt did, but he got caught. But he didn't get caught, like, changing Roman's grades. He just got caught hacking into the system. So then he got thrown out and went 
don't I don't think he did any time, but like No, they just expelled out. him. But then like he's not gonna it's gonna be hard to like get into another school. Yeah. So um so their like longtime friendship was ended at that point. They're they'd been dating for and years romance. and that was over. Yeah. And from there, like Roman <laughs> did go on. He finished graduate he finished school, but then his uncle who was uh a baddie uh got him into crime and then from there See, like more crime the... and crime. Yeah, and crime. Here's the thing. I really enjoyed this book. One of the issues that I had with it is that there were a few inconsistencies. Like one thing would be true and then they would say another thing or say the exact opposite. Like it at one point in the book I think it was like in Roman's head, like a Roman chapter was like he, after why got kicked out, he, he lasted another couple years and then dropped out of school. And yes, then later in the book, that. it says that he graduated and I'm like, what? No, yeah. that's, that's wrong. And then also there's one point where it's like, where like a big reason why, why is enjoying working with the rainbow seven is because he had, it's like, Oh yeah, I felt stalled. Like I didn't have passion. I wasn't even working on my side projects, but at the very beginning of the book, that's what he was doing when he was sitting at his desk. Like he was working on a side coding project. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, there are just a couple little things like that that really took me out of it. I'm like, like it's just needed like another set of eyes to look at it. Um, Agreed. I think like, yeah. and there was a couple of like spelling mistakes here and there. Yeah. Were... Oh, there's one part and we're about to get to it where they go to the, the rich girl's birthday party. And at one point they say it's her 16th birthday. And then another point they say, let's go crash the quinceanera. I'm like, those are two different ages. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway. It's, yeah, it's especially not good. Like when your lead character speaks Spanish. Um, no, so I didn't like. So there was some problems like that, but overall, like the story and the characters were yeah. so much. Yeah. Also, fun. we find out that their hideout is in the Miami Aquarium. I know. And that, like <laughs> everyone who works there just gets paid to like not say anything, and I'm like. That's a real, that's a security risk right there. I was like, I like the idea of it. And there's a point where like Wyatt and um, uh, Roman hook up in the shark tunnel. Uh -huh. It was well done. But then they just came on the floor and walked away. And I'm like, oh, so now someone who's like, I don't even get to acknowledge these people. And now I have to clean up their cum. Like what is happening? Um, it but, yeah, it like was that. bizarre. It was it was weird. It, it was, was it was campy, but it's also like I don't I don't understand this. I know it was almost like I'd rather you not explain. Like, just say like just you know like Roman is a mysterious guy. Just have him say yeah, I own it. Like, and that's just the end of it. Like yeah, end of the story. Like we don't like just let him be this weird bad guy that owns the aquarium <laughs> and then this i mean but the the important thing about the sunset job is that this is supposed to be the last job like mm -hmm. they're getting out because this is supposed to be like so much money that they're finally going to stop um and so what i also appreciated about this was it did high stuff right um for the most part, like where you're told what's going to happen mm -hmm. and then something happens on the job that fucks things up and you see people doing their best. And like, mm -hmm. and then at turns, they're always sort of like messed up. Something happens, but they, ha they, they get part of the job done. It's, it's cool. So what they have they to have... pivot and they're smart about right. it. And... 
And I thought they did a good job with that. In essence, what, you know, just to wrap up what exactly they have to do, this book that they have to get was written by a super smart dude who, you know, like projected a lot of things were going to happen. He was sort of the modern Nostradamus. And there's two pages in that book that were ripped out previous to it being part of like this museum tour. (laughs) And one of those is was with his ex-lover. Uh, and Roman knows this because Roman fucked the guy who wrote the book before he died. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I, I wrote a book. There are pages. Uh, but here's the f- catchphrase, random man in my bed. All right, it does seem, though, that like he picked out Roman. He's like, you know what? You deserve the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're sexy. <laughs> You and me are having a one-night fling in Vegas, but you deserve the treasure, even though my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has a husband and a mother, but he's like, they don't deserve the treasure. (laughs) And in fact, they deserve the burden of protecting the treasure. You, you pretty man in Vegas. (laughs) They don't deserve the treasure itself. It was dumb. I, it was so dumb. And anyway, so they talked to the, you know, the husband and like, he's like, I was always meant to give this to you. And he does, he gives it to him. And then, um, and so now they've got one of the pages and then they have to go and find the mother and she refuses. Like there's a, you know, she's not going to give it up, but then she's like, cause they are, somebody already came and they're like, Oh God, they try to sneak into her apartments the bad guys show up. The mother dies. It's really sad. But before she dies, she gets the husband the dies too. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone they talk to ends up dying. Everyone they because t- there's constantly shootouts. Constantly <laughs> shootouts. Constantly the pride shows up and it's just like I we're just gonna shoot everything. I mean, it's just something funny about um, <laughs> gay people out there doing crimes and pride trying to stop them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I have the authority to say anything about it, but it just cracks my shit up. So, yeah, everybody dies around them. They get the second page in what I thought was pretty neat. Like, the mother turned out to be super smart with technology, too. And she just, she scanned it and saved it onto a computer. She's like, no, 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 none of this analog. (laughs) There was a point, so she was in... Uh, Paris, she has this, she's a famous baker. She owns a few bakeries around Europe and they're like, Oh, we're going to go to her thing. And, and she's like, Oh, I don't have the page anymore. It's with my son. And everyone's like, but he's dead. What does she mean? And then it's, they, and then she gets shot. Cause the guy from the pride is like, Oh, so you're useless now. And he shoots her. And then Roman's all sad. He's like, Oh no, all this, you know, like she, I could have saved her all that stuff. And they're like, well, wasn't he, like, cremated? Or no, wasn't he buried? It's like she she was going to bury him up to, like, put the put the page with it. She doesn't seem the type. And he's like, but she does seem like the type that would uh, name her, or, like, name her bakery after her son, which she did. And they're like, we're off to London. I'm like, but yeah. the, the bakery's just around the corner. You were just there. Because they never told us that the name of the French bakery is one thing and the bakery in London is named after her son. They didn't yeah. tell us that until we were already in London. Yeah, so I was like, wait, why are we? Oh, okay, sure. 
Yeah, there was a big part of me that later when they were like, we're worried about the mole. I was like, why? That was an obvious clue. Like, I know. all the and other then, clues are, yeah, sure. But that one seems pretty obvious. The And the the whole thing with the mole is that, like, it was either too much or not enough. You know, yeah. like, he, Roman's worried about it, and he's worried that someone in the group is a mole, but then he, like, talks through all of his plans in front of everyone. And I'm like, well, you're not that concerned about the mole, <laughs> are you? Well, so in... Uh... Yeah, it, it it that particular thing never quite worked out. Like, so one thing that this book wants us to do is to get to know everybody who's a part of the Rainbow Seven individually. So Wyatt gets to spend a little bit of time with everybody, and we learn we have like their sad, sad moments, like mm-hmm. with Wyatt. Those are fine. It's fine. except we... I have to say, except for Bang Bang, who is just like. He is the epitome of himbo. He is big. He is muscular. He is so nice and very dumb. Um, but he's I, in love with the he's in love with the trans doctor. <laughs> I know it was. He was so funny. There was a point when they were when they were at the at the birthday party, and he and someone else were like sneaking in as like kitchen staff to like get into the building and Roman gets on the inner like the little intercom and it's like how's it looking in there and Bang Bang's like it's such a it's a fucking mess nobody here knows how to cook a scallop they're all like rubber <laughs> and he's like I don't give a shit about the food we're doing this we're doing a heist and Bang's like, Bang's like oh whatever but you like, can tell he's gotten off the phone and he's gonna make some scallops the right and way he's gonna make some scallops <laughs> and there was a one part too where they were they had chartered a private jet to I think that was when they were going to LA and Wyatt and um, <laughs> Roman in true fashion hook up in a public place and just sort of like leave their cum everywhere uh, but they hook up in the airplane bathroom and they're like they finish and they're like oh we should go before people start saying anything and then they walk out and Bang Bang's like there they are hey can I be the godfather to whatever kid you just made in there <laughs> Oh, it was so good. And then, yeah, all the, like, Phantom, oh, Phantom was like, I'm coming out, Wyatt, you're the second person I've ever come out to, and I'm ready to come out to the rest of the group. And then he immediately got shot. Yeah, well, and also, he, the first person he came out to was his sister, and his sister gave him a watch that nobody bothered to check that had the bug in it. Yep, so he was inadvertently the mole. Yeah. Uh, But there was also a part of me that was like, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure Roman is naming this the the Rainbow Seven because he knows that we're all queer here. <laughs> like, I don't think we need to come out to Roman. I think Roman knows. <laughs> I think I think I think we all know. Goodness. Oh my god. But anyway, like so. So we get the second page, and now we have to get the book, which is in L.A. It's at the Brody, and or is it called the Broad? Is it the Broad? It's the Broad. I don't know. Yeah, whatever that museum is called. The Cheese Grater Museum. Anyway, they have to go there to get it, and uh, it's and then Phantom Sister is working there. She's the inside man at that place, and she's going to help him get the thing. And can I have? I have to say. Up until this point, this hasn't felt like a heist book to me. It's felt like a treasure hunt book to me. 
which it it did it well. It was a lot of fun, but it was only when we got to the museum that it started feeling like an actual heist. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted, I wanted heist earlier, but Same. again, it was still fun because they were jetting. They were in Paris. They were in London. They were in Miami. They were in Spain. You know, they were, they were doing the jet setter thing and it was fun, but I was like, I wanted, I wanted just, just a heist. Yeah. And I agree, but I'm going to also say like, I was enjoying the hell out of this. So oh, yeah. Ride. Yeah. I'm probably going to read the second book. Um, I might too. So spoiler alert, I guess for people, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they get there and it all goes pear shaped. It goes pear shaped fast. There's uh, they, they see the book. He's like, great. We're going to get it. We just have to grab it and go. And then he sees like, it's open to a chapter and the chapter is the end of rainbow seven. And he's like, oh, it's not the real book. Cause we're the rainbow seven. And they're telling us, they, t- you know, like, and it's like, and it's like, no, no, we get it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then it's not the real book. It's all, and this crap. was, this was cool. So the, the pride had taken the book the night before. And then they like filmed themselves doing it and made themselves look like members of the rainbow seven. And then we're projecting those images as well as pictures of the members of rainbow seven with all of their information mm-hmm. to be like, look, it's them. They stole it. It's them. But the thing is the pride has the book, but they, they need those pages. So they're like, they're at a weird standstill. And obviously they seem to have connections that if they were to get the rainbow seven, arrested they could get their hands on those pages so like all is not lost yet all is not lost yet yet uh they're actually they're in deep trouble there's more shootouts there's more explosions explosions and then there's more shootouts it was a a lot lot of fun them running around that museum trying to escape it was it was really well done yeah um and then in the end bang bang and roman are both taken in by the cops they are arrested, and Wyatt says, we're going to go get him back. The end. <gasps> Cliffy! 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 But the best kind of Cliffy. Like, that it was, was super fun. It was fun. It was fun. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess we'll talk more about it when we get to the Fuck, Mary Kill and we get to other stuff. But I don't know. That was that book. Yeah. 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 That was The Sunset Job, Rainbow Seven, book one by Max Walker. Are you ready? Am I ready? Are you ready? Am I ready? Let's play Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Kill. Let's play Fuck Mary. Kill. 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 Are you ready? Fuck Mary. Kill. Where? Neil. Shall we play a game? Let's play a game. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? Oh, you go first. Okay, Claire. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mary Kill, mm-hmm. Rainbow Seven, The Girl Gang, or our heist gang from our space opera book. <gasps> oh, I knew you were going to do. Oh, but I didn't know you were going to do a deep cut. Yep. Oh, no. Well, remind us about that particular heist gang. Um, I don't remember terribly well, but it was, it was another, it was, it was a space opera heist and there was our main girl 
and um, our lady captain and they obviously fell in love and there was like the the Klingon-esque guy who was like very brusque but in a way that was very charming. Uh, there was the robot, like the, mm-hmm. the battle suit that they hacked and I feel like there was like two other people that weren't as terribly important but they were a lot of fun. It was a really fun group and I enjoyed their dynamic and it was a really good book. Uh, it was. It was really good. Um... Um, oh, oh, it's that's tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I think, I think I'm going to, uh, mm. okay. I think I am going to fuck the space opera gang. Uh huh. Because it was fun. They were a totally fun group. Um, and space opera. Like, there was a lot of yeah. good things in there. Um, I think I'm going to marry Rainbow Seven. Mm-hmm. In large part because they seem really happy being a group together. And, like, this is their jobs together. Um, they lean on each other a lot. But I think what I also like about it is, like, they openly talk about having sex with each other. Like, they're like, <laughs> oh, no, everybody in this group has had sex with everybody in this group. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, Roman was the Roman and Phantom were the only single ones until Wyatt showed up. So now it's just Phantom. And he, yeah. he got to date a bullet at some point. But, like, all of them were, but they'd all, like, had sex with each other. And they were all just like, yeah, whatever. We're, we're cool about it. Like, <laughs> we're queer friends. Obviously, we've all banged. Obviously, we've all banged. <laughs> and I don't know. So I just feel like, yeah, let's marry all of them. Let's like, let's make this all official. All of us mm-hmm. together. Like, <laughs> I'll be the number eight. That sounds great. Um, so that means I'm going to kill the girl gang. And it's not because I think they deserve it. It's because this is the gang, the game. There's three things that have to happen. And I'm going to kill them. But they're an awesome team who I really genuinely like. I'm going to do the same. Um, The Space Gang was so much fun. I think the only reason I'm fucking them instead of marrying them is that this book, The Sunset Job, was better at really letting us get to know each member. Yeah. Whereas if I, I mean, like the other book may have done a better job and I just, or may have also done a good job and I just don't remember it as well. But like, I know there are a couple people in that gang that I'm forgetting because they didn't stick out to me as much. And I think it's because they didn't have as much time in front of us. Um, So I'm going to fuck them. It's so much fun. The very polite murder robot. Oh, so good. Um, And then I'm also going to marry Rainbow Seven. They were great. They were all amazing. They were fantastic. And they were like smart. Like when shit went bad, they were smart about how to fix it and how to. So great. Um, And then I'm also going to kill the girl gang. And I do not want to. They were badass. And I want the, I want, I like, I literally want a TV show about them. Like, they're like Charlie's Angels, but jewel thieves. Like, how can you want anything other than that? But this is this is the rules, and and I and I'm very sad about it. This is the world. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill, Borgola and his uh, gang. Uh huh. The Pride. Uh huh. Or Cole. Oh. <laughs> You thought this was going to be easy. 
Uh, no, it's just, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I think that it's great that I have to weigh two terrible gangs against a single individual because it's hard to tell which of them is worse. <sighs> okay. 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 I'm going to fuck the pride. Um, what was the guy's name? Like Leonidas? Yeah, Leonidas or something like that. I'm going to fuck them simply because Borgola's worse. Um, yeah. Like, Leonidas, like, thought he was going to get caught, so he, like, killed a couple of his own men so he could get away. And I'm like, that's really shitty. But also, you are not transporting people in a shipping container to... Uh, rape and murder them on film so you know it's not a high bar but you have passed it so i'm going to kill borgola and his gang i'm going to fuck um the pride and i don't want to but i'm going to marry cole only because he's going to be out on assignment for like months at a time <laughs> and it seems like he's good at the sex so i'll just go do my own thing and when he comes home we'll bone and he'll yell at me about how beautiful I am or whatever, and then he'll be gone for several months. Well, um, I'm going to kill, kill Borgola's gang. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the worst and they're awful. I'm going to fuck Cole because then I only have to see him once and it's not going to be the best, but you know, it'll be a thing that happens uh -huh. and that's fine. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to marry Leonidas's group, the pride. Look, they're messy. Um, <laughs> like too much guns. It's probably not going great. And, but you know what? They stayed one step ahead of the rainbow seven, the whole book. Yeah. They are think, good at what they do. Yeah. There's stuff going on there. So, you know, let's see how this goes. <laughs> I don't want to say I can fix him, but maybe I can fix him. <laughs> I can't fix Cole, so we'll just fuck him and, have him and send him on his way. Yeah. Um, out, of all, out of all the characters, Claire? Um, well, okay. I am going to fuck Bang Bang. Because mm -hmm. that sounds like a fun fucking time. <laughs> and he knows Fair. how to cook, so that's Fair. great. Yeah. I'm going to fuck Bang Bang. I am going to marry Wyatt. Okay. Wyatt seems really super nice mm -hmm. and really fun and smart. And you know what? When he's in, he's all in. So, yeah. you know, and then I'm going to kill uh, the Borgola gang because they're doing child trafficking. Yeah, and, and you can just films. include Cole in there because he works they, oh, for them for the yeah, time yeah, being. Yeah. Oh, he's going to get swept up, you know. <laughs> Everyone who's at the compound. Yeah, I'll, I'll just send the Leonidas gang to kill him, and oh god, it's gonna go awry. <laughs> Good. Um, I'm gonna fuck Roman. Um, he seems good at it. He also likes to shake things up. Like each, each sex scene felt different, both in like emotionally, but also like in the things that they did. So it's like, oh, he has a wide a wide vocabulary of, of sexual interests. Great, great, great. I'm going to marry Bang Bang. <laughs> I, listen, listen. <laughs> An enormous buff man who's nice. Like, I, I can't, I cannot say no to that. I, 
Oh. And his name is Bang Bang. And his name is Bang Bang. And he knows how to cook scallops. And like... Uh, anyway, I want to marry him. I loved him so much. I wanted the book to be about him. But it's fine. Um, and then I'm also going to kill Borgola and that whole gang, including Cole. Um, I'll make sure that all the sex workers get out of the compound before we before we raid it. Because those girls work hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that. How about the books, Claire? Well... Um, I am going to kill against the dark and it was fine. Like there's a lot of fun stuff in it, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but it was, it was fine. Like the, the thing is like, it was such an average book for mm-hmm. what it is. Like, was it like, you know, like, was it a horror show crime, uh, against humanity that some of the books we've read are no, no, but was it, you know, middle of the row? Yeah. Absolutely. It was fine. It was fine. Like, in the end, there wasn't actually anything horrifically wrong with it other than, like, it was so average that we can be angry about it. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to marry the sunset job because it was so fun. I just had a good time reading it. (laughs) And that's all I ask. (laughs) That's all I ask of these books in the end. Yeah. Um. I'm also going to kill against the dark. I'm going to airlift the girl gang out. They're so cool. Yeah. They're so like that first chapter where we're like chatting with them. Like not only are they badasses, but they're like really good to each other. They're really good friends. They look out for each other. Like, oh, they're so great. But yeah, the book was fine. It it was like it had a really good like the premise of it the bones of it were really good but just cole was just like such a he was so i'm just like so bored of that type of character now and like there's there were there were times that he could have conveyed what he needed to convey to angel without being cruel yeah and the hypocrisy of like, oh, well, she's committed crimes, so she's not really a person, and I'm willing to sacrifice her to like do this. But also, yeah, I've murdered people, but it's different because it's me. I'm like, fuck off, guy. I, fuck off. So yeah, I'm going to kill it. <sighs> Meh. Um, and then I'm also going to marry the sunset job. It was so much fun. You know, I had some issues with it. Another, another issue that I had, and this happens a lot, is when... Um, it became obvious that Roman couldn't really trust everyone. It was sort of being vague about stuff and Mustang got mad and like, was like, well then I'm out and she left and then he went to go patch things up and that happened immediately. Yeah. Um, in my mind, for me in a lot of books like this, when people have a falling out or an argument, it gets resolved like the very next chapter. And that's like too soon for me. Um, like I want to see how them, having fallen out affects things and affects people before they like get to give us like the stakes of, Oh, what happens if they don't before they get back together? That's just a personal thing. Um, but, uh, we know that this book was written by a queer person because, uh, Roman wears fashion jock straps for fun, which is uh-huh. a thing that lots of gay men do. Also, I think this is the first book we have ever read where they talk about prep. Yeah. Despite the fact that prep has been available for many years now. Um, 
so they had a they had a after they'd hooked up a couple times they're like hey so i've been tested and i'm on prep great 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 no condoms let's just leave the cum everywhere um <laughs> they left the cum in so many places anyway so many it was places. it was really fun it was a really great book i enjoyed the team there were a couple times that i was like oh we're we're spending time with this teammate just for the sake of spending time with this teammate and it like slowed things down a little bit but they were all great people like i enjoyed them um yeah, I'd watch the miniseries adaptation of this. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah. And, you know, not for nothing, Max Walker looks like a real cutie. <laughs> oh, he's he's so cute that his um, author photos in the book twice. I know. Look at the little dimples on his face. God, yeah. Look, he's... Max Walker, you're a cutie and we enjoyed your book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Is it time? I think it is time. Time for our favorite game. It's time for... Christine Guess! Oh, you guys. I, you're not going to guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to give the Vegas titles, and then Christine gives one of her like completely off-the-wall guesses, and it actually is correct. I know. Molly's going to know right away. <laughs> you, you'll be like crush and tsunami wave and christine will be like supernatural hairdressers and you'll be yes. like yes you're right <laughs> all right so we ready yes i'm ready hit me all right something fabulous by alexis hall and the switch by Lindsay sands is it like freaky friday no. <laughs> Not body changing. Not body changing. Damn it. Oh, that would be good. Um, Alexis Hall, that name is familiar. Have we read an Alexis Hall book? We have read an Alexis Hall book. Which one? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, and I have to look it up. I'm so sorry. Okay, you do that while we keep guessing. Um, what is it? The something, Switch and Something Fabulous? Something Fabulous. And what was, this, what was the second one? Just The Switch? The Switch. The Switch. Is it? Uh, I don't think we have read an Alexis Hall book yet. I think it's just a name that comes up a lot. Oh, I, we probably both have several of their books like earmarked for episodes. We just haven't done it yet. Or we have read one and I've just like lost it. But I do have to say, I am sorry, Neil. These are both long books. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. Okay. Twins. You got it. Oh. Get out. <laughs> guessing during Christine guess and Christine guest during Christine guess oh do you know what it High is five me uh, something fabulous has been on my list oh oh no they wrote prosperity oh I knew it I, I was yeah. like I think uh, I kept thinking I was like isn't it the steampunk one it was oh. the, yeah the really good queer steampunk one yeah oh. God. See, I Ugh. thought this was a book that you liked, but I thought it was the Lady Pirate one. Oh. No, that was like Evelyn something. You're good with names. Anyway, welcome back, Alexis Hall. Oh, I'm excited because that was such a good book. That was. That was such a good oh, book. I'm excited now. 
Um, yeah. No, this is going to be super fun. Also, thank you, Christine, for keeping us on track. We got so derailed. <laughs> and you guessed it. And, and I guessed it. it. <laughs> you oh were so genuinely surprised. <laughs> I, I had, like, I wanted to do twins, but I had to look so careful for books that were not twins fucking each other yeah yeah no twins somebody here. fucking both twins at the same time and i was oh. like i don't want to read those i don't yeah. want to read those so this is someone is a twin and hijinks ensue yes okay. and they're both period as well <gasps> oh love it fun. love it love it great yeah. well thank you claire thank you neil thank you christine you're welcome <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you so much, listeners. Obviously, like we really couldn't do this without you. We love having you. We love projecting all of our thoughts out into the ether for you. Mm-hmm. And you Patreon patrons, we love you just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. Um, so listeners, if you like what we do, please rate, review, subscribe. If you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash fmklitpod. We have bonus episodes. We have extended episodes. We have all kinds of good stuff there. Um, but I mean, times is hard. So I understand if you, if you don't, it took everything I had not to sing that as Mrs. Lovitz just then (laughs) I might in the Christine's notes section. Anyway, uh, (laughs) thank you authors. Thank you so much authors. I mean, obviously we've decided that our jobs on this earth is to shit on other people's hard work and the way they make a living, but we're doing it. And you know, we paid for the books. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, you have our money. And, I mean, one of these we really liked, so it's fine, right? Um, and, and first thing we do is encourage everybody else to buy the books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's all we have to say. Um, other than uh, the fact that if you can do so safely. And consensually. In a shark tunnel in an aquarium. Ooh, and just leave your cum everywhere. <laughs> Key. Key.